What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the greatest show on the internet about video games, the Aussie Lag Games Cast. I'm joined once again by the host with the most, my brother from another mother, Jack Gibbs. How you doing, Jack? Good, man. I'm the host with the not most sleep, though, I tell you. Running on empty, but got a Coca-Cola here. We're all good. We're not shaking, I promise. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're really good. We're good. <laughs> How you doing, man? Yeah, no, I'm not doing too bad. Not doing too bad. Just living, living my best life and keeping out of trouble. Really, good here. It's good here. Good time to be out of trouble. Yeah. Definitely. So tell me, man, have you been playing anything this week or just working super hard? Been been a big week on the tools, so to speak. Not that I really have many tools, but um, I have been experimenting a bit. I think I think experiment is the best word to use for the Xbox Series X. So if you listen to last week's show, you heard I literally got it right then and there, unboxed it on the show. So it's been pretty much exactly a week with it. Um, now, it spent most of the week just downloading shit. Really? Uh, <laughs> I got COD downloaded on the, over the weekend. I, got, I think I got that finally downloaded by Sunday. Um, so playing a bit of Nuketown 24-7, a bit of zombies. Really enjoying it. And I'm not sure if I'm enjoying it because it's a good COD or if it's on a new console and looks pretty. I haven't decided yet because... Like, I mean, I'm enjoying playing, you know, playing zombies with you guys and stuff, obviously, but... Uh, like the game just like it crashes all the time it's so glitchy the menus barely fucking work like it's such a chore but when you get into nuketown and you start fucking shooting your gun you just fuck it's fucking nuketown you know like you, you feel so good um yeah. so it's been awesome playing it and i literally just about an hour ago or maybe or probably two hours ago now i um took it out to the 4k screen in the living room just to see um a bit of a difference with the 120 mo- 120 hertz mode and the 4k mode and all that sort of stuff and um yeah look it's really hard to tell the difference to be completely completely honest like it feels a little better playing 120 but like the jump from 30 to 60 is massive and the jump from one from 60 to 120 i've always noticed it at my pc and whatever but i gotta be honest like I, i don't know what it was i could i couldn't really tell that much like in terms of like image quality like the sacrifice to go to 120 is well worth it in my opinion like you like the quality of the game is just fine. I mean, I was on a 70-inch screen not too far away from me, so I don't know. Maybe it changes how close you are or how big the screen is. I'm not sure. Um, but it's nice to have the choice. And it it's just, I don't know. The system's just so good. Like, it just has everything you sort of need. Um, you know, flicked over to Rainbow Six Siege, same thing. You know, do you want to put it into... 120 hertz mode or 4k mode i don't i don't know if it's actually running at 4k i'm guessing it's using a dynamic resolution i'm not sure i can't, can't even really tell um but yeah really loving the console and everything you, like you, that you've said previously about it and everything you read online and it, it's all just true like there's nothing that revolutionary but it's all just like as good as it gets i guess is how i sort of describe that um controller feels great the menus are all snappy everything looks good um something of interest as well like you know when my xbox one s is downloading because i'm only on adsl when it's downloading you can't play games you can't do zoom calls you can't do fucking shit whereas today like i had the xbox series x downloading whilst i'm at work i was working from home today and i had a zoom call with i think it was 75 participants and like a lot of people on video and like it was just fine heard every word didn't miss a beat like the downloads didn't like consume the, all the bandwidth like it must have realized hey you know, the whole 10 megabits isn't available, like, we'll cool off a bit. Yeah. Um, admittedly, using IP phones, sort of, bit bit glitchy. I got feelings from the other end of the line. But, um, yeah, the system just sort of fits in. Is that? I think that's the way to describe it. The system just fits in. 
Like as a as a PC gamer who loves Xbox, the console is well welcomed into this house. I guess that really sums it up. I probably could have fed up that three minute chunk into just the console's really welcome and it fits on my desk. Doesn't fit under my TV, but it fits on my desk. <laughs> so, yeah. Fair enough. No, it's a good console. It good really console. is. It's a, it's a solid console. It's really really good. I think it's the thing we needed Xbox to deliver, which just a solid really good out of the box console that we can play awesome games on and I think they delivered and I think they should be very proud of themselves and I think now is the time they sit down and go alright how do we make it better because they've already given us something really great so I feel like now they've sort of got a little bit of leeway with whatever they do next well, because they've done a yeah. lot of stuff building up to this I was thinking about was that just really good look what they did with the Xbox One that mm. piece of junk imagine what they're going to do with this in a couple of years like what, yeah, what I'm the excited. fuck is around the corner? You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I, I do just want to bring up, you know, just for, for people listening, like not not that we want to bring up something negative for the sake of it, but uh, the Call of Duty split screen is like really bad. Like it runs, oh yeah, like at best thirty frames, which is fine. That's fine. You know, we're playing some multiplayer. We're not gonna we're not gonna sit here and like you know win. But like you know, yeah. I, was, I was doing some one v one nuke town with my brother, and like. We were just for shits and gigs. He chucked on like the massive scope on the sniper, and like he would zoom in, and like my frame rate trying to dodge that thing would come down to like ten, maybe fifteen. And I don't know from a technical perspective why that is. Like, I'm not really sure. Um, but it's just worth noting. I would have. I was a bit like, oh man. Like I would have thought split screen would have chugged along a bit better. Like it was only on a 1080p screen. Like it's not like I had to run split screen at 4K or something. So. I don't know, something worth noting. Hope they optimise it a bit more. Yeah. I, th- I think Call of Duty in general just feels a little unoptimised, to be completely honest. Yeah, I think, yeah. It feels like a, a COD that was, like, it wasn't built for next gen. Do you know what I mean? And they're trying to yeah. sort of force it on there. And quite frankly, um, it feels and- like it should have come out a month later. Not not that long. Like, it's nearly done. It just... Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. It's like... It's, like, like a solid game it's just got some hiccups that really it needed like maybe like five more minutes in the oven yeah 100% five more minutes like my brother was player two and so he couldn't create a class in the menu we had to start a game in multiplayer for him to create a class and then had to back out and jump back in for the changes to take effect to his class it's like yeah it's like it's just it's it's no big deal like it's not the end of the world we've worked around it and we got Nuketown going like we were both happy having a laugh whatever but it's just like yeah like you said just that five minutes you know like it's so so close Mm. Um, solid yeah. game, and I'm glad the extra content's free because it needs it. Like, just, I'll just oh, add absolutely. That. Like, <laughs> well, I, like, I'm super excited for season one in like a week or so. Yeah, I'm really excited to get stuck into that. Like, a whole bunch of the calling cards and the emblems and some of the content that's going to be in there is leaked, and it all looks really good. Like, like comparing it, it's okay. So the first season of Cold War. I would probably compare to, like, one of the best seasons of Modern Warfare. Like, it's, like, they're really coming out of the gate with a lot of really cool, aesthetically pleasing skins, calling cards. They're not, like, massively, like, no one's running around in a unicorn outfit. They're just really cool, fits into the world. And I think that's definitely where they should start. Yeah, it's, I'm very excited for season one. I'm very, very excited for season one, for sure. Mm, Me too. When do we have a date on that? I, I just know it's it's next week or the oh, week coming. You did say that, sorry. That that yeah. is the most that I know because I know it's supposed to be 
uh, the, I, I'm pretty sure it was the second week of December, and then we know season two is is supposed to be coming in February. So I assume it's going to run December, January, February for season one, which is a decent amount of time mm. to get a pass done, which I appreciate because there are a lot of games out there that don't give you a lot of time, and then there are a lot of games out there that give you a shit ton. But I think three months is probably a really good. Yeah, I mean, time. you know, the, the the general idea. I know, I know. The world's kind of gone to shit, but the general idea is you sort of have a bit of time off over Christmas, so good time to grind yeah. out some some of the pass and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and the last thing I'll just mention um, is Rainbow Six Siege got the SX patch. Um, so oh, yeah, I haven't installed that yet. I haven't installed that. Yet. Yeah, I'm only, I'm only at the that. ready to play stage, so I can do some situations. And um, yeah, <laughs> relative to my experience playing it on the PS4 like six months ago or whatever, like crazy different to me. I mean. Not night and day. Yeah, I'll need someone like yourself to come along who's put a few more hours into it to verify that. But yep. from my perspective, yep. like I am keen to have some sessions. Like I, I, yeah, it's 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 just like you know, it doesn't necessarily look better. I mean, it does, but like I don't care if it, you know, you know, the pixels are a little thinner, like whatever. But it just runs solid. Like it does. There's no hey. hiccups or anything. You know. I'll play the ugliest game in the world if it runs like a dream. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. looks yeah. on everything. It's like if something plays well and it's fun and I enjoy it, I don't care what it looks like. Or yeah. It's got that redeeming quality. But then again, Absolutely. I'll just put this in there. Siege is one of those games where their season passes are just too short. They're like 28 days. You've got 28 days to do 100 tiers and someone worked it out that you need to be at least doing like... Three tiers I think it's like... It was yeah, it was something crazy, which equaled out to about like twenty four games a day or something crazy like that. Like, oh my god, you had to be playing like twenty four games a day to get enough um, XP to actually get to one hundred by the end of the twenty eight days. Which to me is like, oh well, if you're a siege fanatic who plays siege or yeah. stream siege, that's easy. Like nine times out of ten, those guys buy the pass anyway because they know they're just going to play siege the whole time. But um, yeah, to me that just sort of feels like hey. Get as far as you can and then give us some money and we'll give you what's left, which I don't like. <laughs> which I really don't like. 100%. Um, um, yeah, yeah the, the last thing I want to check out in the Series X is 1440p. Well, like, well, I want to plug it into my 1440p monitor and just see if that's like a supported resolution. Like, it is on the S, so I assume it is on the X. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's sort of hopefully what I'll be able to report back with next week. Or be well. Cool. Yeah. What have you been up to this week, man? Um, good question. Um, been a long week. <laughs> it has. I uh, finished the Zombies Easter Egg. I was really happy about that. Finally finished that thing off. It was really fun. Really, really good. I think I've run through it three times now, but I'm looking forward to running everybody through it because I really want everybody to experience it. And just yeah, like, I must apologize. So you really had to drag me through it, and then we just like completely failed. Oh, <laughs> Dude, it's fine. Like we got that was the end though. Like yeah. we were at the end. It be- was like that. Like. It's so close, like so so close. Just like for full transparency, like I was playing with like one eye open. I was like dead asleep playing that. Like I was, yeah, oh, man. I oh, was yeah. like, when, when you're like, oh, you want to jump on Discord? I'm like, yeah, hey, I'll jump on for a little. No worries. And like, like an hour and a half later, we're in that what same zombie game, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not gonna make it. I'm gonna let all these oh. fellas down. An hour and a half in. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Like, it was, Jordan it just was kept fun. picking it me was up. Good fun. He's like, "Oh yeah, I've just used an ability to pick you up." I'm like, "I don't know what that means, but thank you." Oh fuck, I'm down again. 
It was fun though. That's yeah, the main yeah, point though. Absolutely. It was fun. It was yeah, lots of fun, and definitely. we were right there at the end. So it's like next so time we, we'll, we'll smash it. But yeah, no. Finally finished the Easter egg. It's a lot of fun. Nice, congrats. And it's got me super hyped for the next map, whatever it will, whatever it may be. I'm very hyped to do that with everybody. Um, zombies this year is just really solid. Like just really solid. Yeah. Um, fun to play. Good map. Um, I guess that, that also helps that I'm playing with four people that I know all the time, which is really helpful when I've got four guys who I can talk to and laugh with and enjoy. That really does help, uh, the experience. Um, yeah, zombies still fun. I hit level 100 on multiplayer this morning. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm happy now. I hit a hundred. It's like, cool. Now I don't have to play until season one next week, but I'm still going to, because I'm actually really enjoying it. It's good. Like it's sorry. What was that? I was gonna say, do we know if we're going to lose Nuketown 24 seven? No, we've still got that now. I don't think we'll lose that for a while. Better stay the fuck around. I think that'd be really dumb to take that away. Like every time Modern Warfare took away shoot the ship or shipment, that was really dumb because a lot of people hop on to play that. And then towards the end of its lifespan, it was just there all the time. Yeah. Shoot the ship was just there all the time. And it was like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh yeah. This is where I'm going to spend a good, like I, I got gold camo for so many guns on shoot the ship just because <laughs> I had all my little spots picked out and now I figured out all my little spots on Nuke Town where I can get long shots with weapons that are shit and like yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to, to doing all that um, but yeah Nuke Town I hope they don't take it away I haven't played so, any other map to be completely honest like just load up oh, Nuke Town's there straight in that's fair is it the best Nuke Town? no I'm, does it matter? no <laughs> no it's a shit Nuke Town it's got a cool story though like yeah I like the story behind it but it's not a great nuke town it's very it's ugly I I really hope I would love for them just to like just one day like here's every nuke town you know what I mean like but there's every nuke town we've done even if it's just crazy like a you know new texture pack or whatever yeah for sure I would be down for that because nuke town's just it's fun it's really really fun there's always that one map in a Call of Duty game, whether it be Rust, Nuketown, Shipment, uh, mm. Shoot House. They're just so much fun because of how small they are and what kind of combat you can get into. And it's just so snappy to get back into it again and again and again. It's, yeah, I, I, I love I love that. But I've come to a, a, a final verdict on multiplayer. Wait, I've, I've decided it's good. There are bet more good maps than bad maps. I'm finding myself... I'm finding the community realizing which maps are the bad ones and always picking the good ones. Like, because we're able oh, to select what maps we want to play. There is a voting system, yeah. Oh, so you cool. can select what maps. The only time that blows up in your face is if the two really shit maps are the ones you got to pick from. But other than that, like, people know Armada, awesome map. The big version of Armada is my favorite map. There's just so fucking much you can do on that map. That's one with all the ships... Um, oh, yeah. you can go trailers. from like it's so, it's the best map you can go from ship to ship or you can get into a, like a jet ski a gunboat you can uh, fight down like there's so much elevation in the fighting you can be down on a submarine or inside the ship or up on top of the ship or ziplining from one to the other there's so much you can do in that map and it's so much fun even the small version has a lot of so the small version is basically cut down to one ship 
and it's the ship with the submarine. So there's still so much elevation in the in the yeah. combat and stuff. So like you can, it's like I would say there's like there's like one, two, three, four, like four or five. It's like boarding action from Halo C. Yeah, it's like five levels of like just utter chaos when you've got like a like a six v six. It's so good. Um, pardon me. <clears throat> pardon me. <clears throat> um, yeah, no, I, I really like Armada. I love Satellite. Satellite's great. Um, it's like Sniper Heaven on one side. It's so... It's, I don't know, something about shipment. People are like, oh, it's Sniper Hell, but it's so well thought out. you got the left side that's all sand dunes where the snipers like to hang out. The best part about that is it's all sand dunes. So if you can see one and he hasn't seen you, he's a dead man. The best part is the snipers are shooting into rocks, just rock on rock on rock and a, and a busted aeroplane. So for them to be able to shoot you, you either need to be... You are super out in the open. So if a sniper gets you, that's your fault because you were out in the open. Like, if you get them, that's their fault because they didn't see you first because you were using the rocks to your advantage. It's like people are complaining about too much sniper action and snipers are complaining about people taking cover, but it's like, it's perfect. It's like, you don't, like, it's hard to complain about either side because both sides have been taken into account. I think it's a really, really clever map and I really like that one. Moscow annoys me. I just, I think it's just because I played that map way too much. So I played that (laughs) map like... I feel like I've played it a million times. Not many of them, to be fair. I think it's like eight eight maps or something. Yeah, um, I think so. But there are larger maps in like... Um, there's two massive maps, which are Armada and uh, Crossroads, which add like they're just sort... They're like the small ground war maps from Modern Warfare. I'd say the right. maps in Modern Warfare are like like a lot bigger, but the smallest one would probably be their biggest one here in Cold War. I think Armada is smaller than... Oh no, Armada would be bigger than Crossroads. Uh, Crossroads just takes place in the ice caps, which is pretty good. They're not too bad. They're fun. I don't like the game mode. There's a lot of... I think they... I like the snipers, but they need to balance it better, I think. Because when you're playing those massive maps... Um, which I don't really play often. I started playing them heaps at the start, but I really don't play them often now just because it makes way more sense to carry a sniper rifle than any other weapon because they're just so easy to use. You've got such a large area. You can sit down somewhere and camp and just pop people's heads as they're trying to find a place for themselves to camp. It's just, yeah. I mean, you can use tanks and stuff. They're fun, but... Yeah, it's just Sniper Heaven. So I haven't really played that. But yeah, I played a lot of Nuketown and Armada and um, Crossroads. The small Crossroads is really fun. But I think it's a good multiplayer. I think once they iron out all the hiccups, like the crashing and uh, Hmm. editing classes and uh, random drops, like I feel like it's going to be a decent multiplayer that I'm not mad about playing for the next year. Yeah. Which is really good because I was worried it was going to be bad. It's it a real good entry level COD. Hasn't really shut down my console since Monday either, so that's a bit of progress. Um, yeah, I'm also just finished that's downloading uh, Warzone as well, so I'm looking forward to giving that a whirl because I don't think it's optimized yet, but I'm looking forward to giving it a whirl because I played it a lot on PC, and when it runs well on PC, it's really fucking good. But like, there's a lot of issues with like frames dropping and things on PC. It could just be my rig, to be fair, but. Um, I want to play it on the X, see what it can do, see what it can offer. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. 
Anything else to Absolutely. add to your week? Um, oh, I played uh, on stream the other night before the stream died. I, I'm also, if anybody's interested, over on Twitch uh, at Megalan underscore ALG, I'm playing through some of the older zombie maps as well. So we played through Keto de Toten from uh, Black Ops 1 the other night. We... Uh, thank, thanks to the power of backwards compatibility, we were able to play the original uh, Black Ops zombie map. Not the original map, because that, that honor goes to World at War, but the original zombie map on, on Black Ops. We gave that a whirl, and that was a lot of fun until the stream died. Um, but that's fixed now. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that was a lot of fun. But other than that, I've just played a lot of Call of Duty. A lot. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Nothing wrong with that's that. crazy. Now... All right, let's talk. So, shall we move on yeah. to the topic of the show? Yeah, let's do All it. Right. Let's do it. We 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 got a, we got a big topic. Big topic. We are talking game awards. So, the game awards are taking place, if I'm not mistaken, on the 10th of December. Uh, this is Jeff Keighley's uh, big big event that he does at the end of the year. Um, it's his sort of. It's his Woodstock at the end of the year. It's the thing he's really known for now. Um, yeah, right. And, so. and, and it's, it's, it's a good time. I, I always tune into the Game Awards because there's always really cool announcements for video games. And I definitely want to get into what we would like to see announced. Um, let me just bring up the website again because I accidentally closed it. Um... Um, yeah, they've got really cool announcements. We get some game announcements. We normally get something big from Nintendo, um, but also like big stuff from other people, um, like Sony. Like last year, we got our first look at the Series X. So Whoa, I have big man. high hopes for this year. What a fucking reveal! I actually went into work at six a.m. to watch that because um, I wanted to watch it live, and so I had it just on one screen. I was doing some emails and stuff on the left, and. Um, I remember, like, you know, that trailer started, and it had my interest. Like, it looked cool. And then there was the car, and then there was, like, the soccer pitch. And I remember just going back to hit send on an email or, you know, something. And I looked back, and there's a chief, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, like you know, Microsoft's not often in these sort of collaboration trailers or whatever. And then, like, yeah. something took, got my attention. And then, like, yeah, when the fucking Xbox appeared, I, I could not believe it. And I'm like the only person in this office. No one to share the excitement with. <laughs> and then someone well, came in at seven thirty. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> this exactly year, time. I'm thinking. This year, I'm thinking we're gonna do a watch party because the tenth is a Thursday here in Australia, isn't it? So it'll be on the friday which means i'm in melbourne which means we might be able to watch it together live that could be very interesting um but i'm very excited for this year's game awards i think it's going to be a good one the thing i think i would really like to touch on before we get into the nominees and i vote live that's right ladies and gentlemen i will be voting live on the podcast today sorry that i haven't got it up on the screen because we're still figuring all that out but Next year, you will get to watch my beautiful face vote live. Um, but I just wanted to go over, like, the jury. The people who are actually really have, I think, a major influence on what's going to win. And I, I think it's interesting. So we've got a lot from the US, and I'm just going to touch on some of the ones that are, like, 
prevalent that we'll know about that everybody knows about and i just want to gauge what you think about the jury and if you think it's a good jury or not okay so we've got people like easy allies Engadget, entertainment weekly game ranks games radar game informer game spot giant bomb hollywood reporter ign kind of funny the la times newsweek pc gamer polygon uh us gamer venture beat the verge vice.com touch arcade wired what's good games so they're basically everybody from the u.s so do you think there's anybody excluded from that list in the u.s that you think should be a part of that yeah i'd probably have to get the list up on my screen just to sort of analyze it all but yeah it seems a lot shorter than i would have expected exactly well that's just the u.s there's still some to go uh but the list is up on the game awards website i uh there should be a link to the head into their uh, website now go to nominees and i think, I think it's going to be at to the 10 30 a.m on the friday for us i have okay, a haircut cool. at 11 a.m so it's gonna be a problem <laughs> <laughs> Just, that's actually a really good time to have it here in australia actually that's a really I know, good time. i clearly didn't know about that when i booked my haircut in today <laughs> uh, very true very true um, uh, where's the where's the uh, jury section on the website I'm on the homepage. Do you, know, to- do you want to know what's really stupid that's just hit me? What's that? Is that I can't remember if we're going to Melbourne on the Thursday or the Friday, but last year when the Game Awards were on, you were watching I was on the drive, the car, you? Yeah, I was on the car on the way to Melbourne, and I think it's going to happen to me again. We're not going to be on the car in the car. I lost my mind when the Xbox got announced. I was losing my mind in the car. People were looking at me weird <laughs> from the car next to me. I'm like, oh, God, it's going to happen again, isn't it? Jesus Christ. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Yeah, That's it insane. doesn't sound like a watch along is going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's insane. So, yeah, I'm just loading up the list. It seemed really short when you were reading it out. Yeah, it's it's a very short like it's the largest part of the list though from a specific country. I can't think of who's missing because I'm looking at this list of awesome outlets or whatever. But like, uh, who do you think who's who's missing? Who's obvious? Who what should I be thinking of here? I mean, I I really think that they've done a really good job. That's my main thing. Like, I think they've got a good job and a wide selection of people that are uh, like. It is a wide selection. Like LA Times, for example, I wouldn't wouldn't have expected that. Yeah, I don't know absolutely. much about the LA Times, but like, given it's the only newspaper on this list. Yeah, uh, must be very, very important. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's a decent, good list of people, like of companies. That it's just interesting what YouTube groups games. get access, like kind of funny and what's good games. Like, like I understand why they've got access, but it's like, it seems... I don't know. It's just interesting, isn't it? Okay, I'll say it. The only reason they got access is because they're friends with Jeff. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. That, like, that to me has to be a contributing factor, which we'll get into when we get to the nominees, I'm sure. But like, kind of funny is a big deal to me. Definitely, I love kind of funny. Um, but it's like, are they that big enough a deal that they should be part of a voting jury? And I look at Giant Bomb as well. Um, that's very interesting. I'll speak about kind of funny because they're the ones I know best, but like they are very professional when it comes to this sort of stuff. 
which is why another reason I think they are a part of the jury is they are very professional. Yeah, and honestly, I think they should be. I, I, I do think that, but it's it's just interesting. It doesn't feel like a standardised list in a sense, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't... No. But then at the same time, like, is it a case of like, we can't be picky because there's a video game thing. It's got to, you know, it's got to... You can't have the chicken before the egg in this case. Like you've got to build the brand and Jeff's obviously doing a yeah. wonderful job of that. Yeah, I mean, good list. Press start, represent, Stevio and yes. Games. Fuck yeah, Australia's on the list. So so let's go to UK, right? We've got Edge, oh, Euro, Gamer, Game, Sorry, mate. Guardian. <laughs> That's all good, Metro. Uh, and what culture? The other two I really don't know much about. PC Games and uh, VG 24-7. I don't know. What, I, I assume that means video games 24-7, but I'm not British, so I don't know. I know Euro Game is a big deal, and I know what culture is a big deal, so I'm really happy to see them in there. The Guardian, I, I go for a lot of political news. I wouldn't have thought that, that would be on the list, but there it is. Exactly. Now that's the question I've got. Like, uh, like we're going to see as we go down that there are quite a lot of like big time news outlets involved in this sort of video game discussion that I really wouldn't have thought were a part of it. Like, and it's funny though. Like the Guardian really like validates the list in a sense that like they are a, like. Like, if they're interested, that kind of means, like... Like, that, like what am I trying to say? Like, it makes the Game Awards less about just a group of gamers when it, something like The Guardian comes along. Like, it really adds mainstream get, value to it, I think. Yeah, and now we get to the point of why I wanted to look at the jury. Do you think there are certain people in here, e.g. The Guardian, Metro, um, Entertainment Weekly... Um, like wired do you think all of these guys are a part of the jury in a in in a weird way to really make the game awards seem like like validate them in a way that makes them look like they are the be all end all of video games because i really can't see wired and the guardian and like entertainment weekly bringing anything like really um pardon me (coughs) uh, pardon me like of any sort of What's the word I'm looking for? I'm really flubbing my words tonight. Uh, bringing anything of like any real weight to the conversation of video games. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've read a video game review on Wired. They're not good. I've read a video game review from Entertainment Weekly. The person playing the video game has never played a video game before. I've never seen The Guardian talk about video games in my fucking life. Oh, I've seen one. Actually, so no, weird. we need to talk about this for a second. I'm pretty sure it was The Guardian that posted an article a couple of months back about how if you fly a plane in Microsoft Simulator, you are adding real greenhouse gas emissions or something because of the data sensors it takes to run the game. And I'm like, that's not the problem with global warming right now. You know what I mean? Like, like Anyway, uh, that aside, um, I think you're absolutely on it where this validates the list in a sense that it's a global, it's a bigger thing, it's bigger than just gamers. But what I also think is something that we often miss as, let's say, core gamers is like, you know, for instance, Telstra does game reviews, for example, right? Mm. That's not really for you and I. I mean, the guy that does them seems cool, don't get me wrong, but that's not for you yeah. and I to go and read the review. That's for someone who doesn't know much, who sees Apple News suggest a Telstra game review, and they go, oh, Telstra, I know them. That seems legit. Like, I'll... You know, I need Telstra to play my games. Like you know, you know what I mean. Like, and, and I think the Guardian yeah. might be similar. And you know, you see it in newspapers in in Melbourne and stuff. Like they have video game columns. Like 
when I look at it, I'm like, this is actually worse shit than the rest of the paper. But like, no, like someone, someone's sitting there going, oh, sweet, the game section. <laughs> you yeah. know, so Which is fair I, enough. I think you're right when you you know when you say the Guardian, LA Times, and all them are showing up. I think it's just it doesn't validate the list of you and I. But I think I think if you were saying like, oh, you know, hey, Uncle or whatever, check out the Game Awards, and they look at it and go, oh, you know, it's just the Video Game Awards. Oh no, no, the Guardian, the LA Times, and the BBC. Oh no, the BBC wasn't on the list. But you know, once you start listing out these big organizations that, that everyone recognizes, I think it does validate it a little bit. Yeah, and that's that's also that was the first half of my argument. Was I think that's really good that they like trying to validate it in a way, get everybody involved. I think yeah. that's great. I, it also seemed really like, short it, to me. I would have expected like a thousand entries for some reason. Anyway. Oh, for sure, for sure. You, when you think about it, you think. But I think that is a credit to the event itself. It seems like an Oscars-worthy sort of thing where you yeah. expect thousands of outlets to be voting in on this stuff when really it's one dude every year with a team of people Mm. bringing together something that is we we celebrate every year which is video games the things we love the next thing i was going to say is i i assume this jury um have quite a big sway over how i know there are voting from the people and the people's votes do count but i feel like maybe this jury has a larger sway in where the award will eventually go so, seeing stuff like the LA Times and Entertainment Weekly and all that sort of stuff really makes me wonder, like, when they look at Game of the Year, which has Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy, Ghost of Shima, Hades, Animal Crossing, and Last of Us, how many of them are actually gamers that have sat down and played? Do they, do they just say, oh, we picked The Last of Us because it's so well known, or uh, we've read about that the most this year or uh we picked animal crossings because that was the thing everybody in the world played we didn't play it but we heard everybody was playing it do you know what i mean like do you feel like in a way that sort of takes away from when like i'm fine with any of these games winning like don't get me wrong i'm not saying that like like i'm not saying any of these games don't deserve to win but when something like star wars jedi fallen order doesn't even get a nod is that because these guys on the jury don't remember Fallen Order and are only caring about what's in the news right now? And when they write about it in in like a day or two after, people are going to see Last of Us Part 2 and click on it and Doom Eternal and click on it and Ghost of Tsushima and click on it because they're the it thing right now this year instead of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which is a brilliant game and everybody's but everybody's sort of over that now. Yeah, see, I think that's why the jury list matters a lot because, like, I think a group like Kind of Funny wouldn't let a game being a year old affect their score. Mm-hmm. But yeah. a group like Kind of Funny also, to and to their own credit, they disclose this and say this all the time, but they don't play every game. And for instance, they won't vote in the video uh, in the racing game category, which I appreciate because they might have only played one game between them. But I do wonder if that skews the results at game of the year level because, oh, they've all played five out of six of the titles. Exactly. Um, To your first point, though, about, like, these outlets that aren't video game-centric, have they played a wide enough range? I I have to imagine... Like, if Telstra was in this list, right, you and I would be like, why? 
Like, we'd straight up be like, what the fuck? But then you go and you look at the person doing all the work at Telstra and you sort of just assume that he's taking care of the, the, the ballot, um, in which case he would know a lot more than, you know, Telstra in general. It, you really, I think you just got to have blind faith in the process. Honestly, yeah. like, there's nothing more we can do. I, I was just looking at the FAQ on the site. There's a lot to read here, so I, I, I must admit I haven't read it all. But uh, to answer your thing about, you said something about fan voting. So yes. it's weighted. So 10% of the score comes from fan voting and 90% comes from the jury. Yeah. So fan voting, I can't imagine, like, that's just really an equaliser, you know what I mean? Like, if there's two games on 51 and 52%, I guess fan voting would matter. But, um, yeah, it's just blind faith. We, You know, the show's very premium, and we just have to sort of sit here and assume it's going to be premium. It's interesting, though, because there's always controversy around, like, the Oscars and all them. Like, there's, there's, all oh, these shows sad. have massive amounts of controversy, and if the video game one didn't, it would probably be weird. You know what I mean? Like, it, honestly, honestly I think it validates the video game awards that we sit here and we pick it apart. Not pick it apart, like in a negative way necessarily, but just the fact that we're sitting here worried about the process, or we care about the process, or we wish we knew more about it, or we wish it was better, or you know, all those general claims. I think validates the show in itself. Because if we sat here For and sure. didn't give a fuck, then clearly the show is not worth giving a fuck about. <laughs> like we mm. care about this show, and that's a very big yeah. credit to the team to develop it. Because not all shows have been... Like, you know, let, let's be honest, and I, I'm sure Jeff will be the first to say this. Like, there's been some hiccups along the road. But he has been persistent. Oh, sure. He's kept at it. The idea has been valid from day one. But I, I think I think they're at the point now where we we have to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. And that's not something as game as we normally, <laughs> normally jump to. That is um, true. But, yeah, I, it's an interesting list. You know, back to the original point. It's a very interesting list. I'm surprised there's so few outlets i'm surprised there's such a wide range of outlets um and i mean they're clearly missing the aussie lad games cast the fucking bastards they are they really are that that's my goal are you listening jeff <laughs> let me vote um yeah um okay so that that's like perfect that's the sort of conversations we love to have here on the podcast you know did we achieve anything probably not <laughs> We achieved personal goals. Before we move on to the actual nominees and predictions of voting, I just wanted to point out that Australia is represented by Oz Gamers, Steviva? Is that how you say that? I call it Stevia because the guy, uh, Steve, like runs it. Stevia. I like Steve. We Um, might have to try and like get him to like pronounce it for us, I think, at some point. Yeah, that's a goal. Uh, And Press Start. The boys from Press Start are represented. I love that. I love that. Representing Australia. Fucking good. There's some great outlets here. Like, in all honesty, we really do. I I I must say, like, ever since discovering Press Start in particular, like, sort of like stop checking international sites altogether. I'm I'm the same. The only like I'm always on Press Start. The only time you ever see me go somewhere else is kind of funny because I just love kind of funny. I love all the content they put out. And um, I'll look at Niche Gamer because they sort of deal with all that, the Japanese yeah, stuff that course, I love. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, otherwise it's Press Start all the way. I can't get enough of Press Start. It's good but, like, stuff. Press Start, right? Like, and, and Stevie is quite the same, to be fair. Like, it can be 3 a.m. in the morning and something runs. And, like, 
Shannon's got a fucking article out. Oh, it's like, dude, do you ever Shannon's sleep? Shannon's on top of that. Do you shit. ever fucking Shannon's sleep? Always on that. I don't think he does, man. He doesn't. He doesn't have an off button. He can't. No. There's no off button there. <laughs> no, great, no great button. site, and yeah, good content as well. Perfect. All right. So we're going to start from the bottom of the nominees and work our way up to game of the year. Okay. Right. And I've so, got a um, spreadsheet. No, I don't have a Word document. I'm going to make a quick table and uh, keep track of it. All right. So if there's anything we feel like we should abstain from voting on, we will say so. Yep. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think we're going to basically almost vote on everything. Okay. So the first category we're going over is best esports team and the nominees are uh damn one gaming for league of legends dallas empire for call of duty g2 esports league of legends the san francisco shock for the overwatch league and team secret for dota 2 jack are you a big esports guy (laughs) i'm gonna abstain from voting (laughs) okay i am gonna vote only because one of the teams in here is actually a team that i follow Oh, nice. Which one? Um, the San Francisco Shock for the Overwatch League. So I will be voting for the San Francisco Shock. San Francisco Do Shock. Do I think San Francisco Shock is going to win? Um, probably not. I kind of feel like it's going to be a League of Legends team, either G2 or Dame 1, because League of Legends wins everything. But I, I've got faith in my boys at the Shock. i got faith in them. Nice. Next, best esports host. We've got Golden Boy, Alex Mendez, Alex Machine Richardson, uh, FG, Dipateri, but I can't say her middle, her gamer tag. Looks like jokes. I'm just going to say jokes. Uh, James Dash Patterson and uh, Jorin Shiva Vander Heijden. I'm doing my best here. I'm sorry if my pronunciation's well. bad. You're doing well. I'm doing my best. So, uh, uh, you're abstaining? Yep. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Golden Boy because, uh, I don't know, Golden Boy just always seems to be in the conversation. I've watched him actually stream. He's a really decent dude. So I think if there's anybody that deserves to win, it's Golden Boy. Not taking away anything from anybody else. It's just I know the most about Golden Boy, so that's where I'm going to drop my vote. I'm going to note down just like a topic we should bring back one day is esports in general. Because I I have the opinion of esports that I wish I was into it more, and I don't understand why I'm not. So stay tuned for that, everybody. That'll be a good one. Speaking of esports, the best esports game. So we have Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Counter Strike Global Offensive, Fortnite, League of Legends, and and Valorant. Oh no! Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, fuck! I don't know. Like you know what I mean? Like such a flip of the coin. Where's your mind at? Well, I've watched a lot of esports this last year, and the ones I've watched the most are Mon Warfare, League of Legends, and Valorant. Valorant's so, the only one that came out this year. <laughs> yeah, and Valorant's the one I actually enjoy watching the most. LOL is really good because, like, it's literally on free to air TV. Um, it's also. Oh, what channel is it on? Like Mate or something? Us. Seven mate, yeah, at midnight on Saturday and Thursday nights for two hours. Midnight, uh, yeah, they really, really gave that the good slot, didn't they? 
Well, on, on Thursdays, sometimes it starts earlier, uh, depending on how to long. To be fair, like, though, it's probably live. Uh, yeah, I think it is on yeah, um, Thursdays. Because yeah. it, it'll, sometimes it'll start earlier, which I assume is when they're going live. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Saturdays, it's always midnight. And Saturdays is good because at midnight, that's when I'm sitting down like, ah, oh, that was a... It was a good day. I'm just going to crack it down. <laughs> oh, lol's on TV. I'll watch that. Um, Go, Lucian. Yeah. Uh, I don't... I'm going I Modern Warfare. Just... Go on Modern Warfare? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare's you know I mean? fun to watch. I think Valorant's going to win, though. We should... um when I'm, up, when I'm up your way in a couple of weeks, we should, we should kick back one night and watch some esports. I, I would love to have that, you know... The boys are watching the sport experience. Yeah, man, for sure. <laughs> I, don't watch I think sports. one of the one of the best esports to watch, in my opinion, is Overwatch. There is, it's just okay. okay. That's Good a time. spectacle. That's fun to watch. Like, like, I think also because like I, I I was very invested in Overwatch at one point, so like I love watching like how pros do it. Um, and Rainbow Six Siege esports, I'm down to watch that whenever. Oh They're yeah, active. yeah. The um, internationals on at the moment, and I've, I've actually watched over like sixty hours worth of um, Rainbow Six. I, I'd enjoy watching that esports. Month. I reckon. Um, oh, so I've learned so much cool shit to do in game now. Like, oh my <laughs> god, so good. My favorite esport to watch is StarCraft Two. Oh, fair. Yeah, yeah. I love StarCraft. It's such a good game. Fuck yeah. Now I'm really now I'm really pissy that Rainbow Six Siege isn't in best esports game well, because Starcraft that would have won hands down for me. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Get Fortnite out of here. Oh, Fortnite's popular. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. <laughs> That's what we just should really note, be ticking. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just making note, I think Valorant will win, though. I do think that will win. I can't I can't, I can't. can't do that game. I, I tried. I gave it a, a hard slog. It just... It's, it's that thing, though, where like it'll come back in a year's time and it'll be just like fucking Top Dog. You know what I mean? It just needs a year to mature, yeah. make some more small changes, rah, rah, rah. They'll, they'll wish sure. All right. Okay, now the best esports event we have would be much this year. (laughs) We have Blast Premier Spring 2020 European Finals, the Call of Duty League Championship 2020, the IAM 2020. Okay, I can't expect a noise. Fair enough. That was a good. That was a good crack. Wasn't bad. That was, yeah, that was a. Wasn't my best, was but I mean, it'd be nominated. Right He's cracking a tinny, boys. Everyone, calm down. Uh, the League of Legends World Championships 2020, and the one I'm going to vote for because it's the one that I actually watched, the Overwatch League Grand Finals 2020. It was spectacular. What do I think's going to win? Was it live? Like, as in, was there an actual like event that people could go to? Like, was it all online because of COVID? Oh. Uh, most of it was all online, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think League of Legends is going to win. League of Legends or IEM is going to win, but um, yeah, Overwatch is. Don't know how to put on an event. Okay, this one I might abstain from voting because it's best esports coach, and the nominees are Danny Zonic. Uh, Saunston Saunston uh, Day He Krusty Park uh, Fabian Grabs uh, Loman Lee Zephyr Jamin Raymond Rambo Lucier and I don't know who any of these people are yeah, I think Sonic is the only one I know 
I think Zonic is like an old CSGO pro. Um, but yeah, I might abstain uh, from voting on this one because I just, I just don't know. <clears throat> um, oh, wait. Hang on a second. Is... Is da is Dahi Krusty the coach of San Francisco Shock? He's on the Google. He's flanking he left. He looks familiar. The he looks so in. familiar. He spells it wrong. He's typing it out again. <laughs> oh, he is the coach for San Francisco. I thought he looked familiar. So I'm going to put I'm gonna, um, uh, Krusty. Just put Krusty. Krusty. Uh, da- yeah. Dahi Park, yeah, no. Oh, I thought he looked familiar. <laughs> like I feel like I've seen him before. Yeah, okay, cool. See, coaches I'm really bad with because I just don't think about that sort of stuff. I'm always on the players and stuff. But yeah, that's really cool. Um, I actually like that the coaches get a nod at the Game Awards. Yeah, like, I get that. They're an important part of the team, which is really good to see. Uh, next, best esports athlete. Uh, we've got... The nominees, Ian Crimsix-Porter from Call of Duty, uh, Heo Showmaker-Su from League of Legends, Kim canyon Gionbu from League of Legends, Anthony Shortsy kivas castro from Call of Duty, and Matthew Zywood-Herbolt from CSGO. I'm abstaining because I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah, I mean, I have, I, I have to abstain. Um, next. Oh, boys, we're getting into the games. We're getting into the games. Best debut game. Um, for the best debuted game created by a new independent studio. And the nominees are... Karen, Phobia Game Studio slash Devolver. Mortal Shell, Cold Symmetry, Playstack. Uh, Ragey, an ancient epic. Nodding Head Games. Rocky, uh, Polygon Treehouse. Phasmophobia, Kinec- uh, Kinetic Games. I don't. What does it mean by debut? Like announcement or or release? Uh, I would say this is this studio's first game. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I know Devolver published Caron, but f- this is Phobia Game Studios' very first game, and that's my vote because I love Caron. I think it's a, Caron's a great fucking game. It's basically the thing, um. And you're just absorbing people and trying to get to the end of the game. It's a lot of fun. I've played Mortal Shell. That's okay. Um, I want to play uh, Roki a lot, um, but I haven't found time. And I know I have to play Phasmophobia because people are going to make me do it. But yeah, Caron was just a lot of fun. So that's where I'm definitely putting um, my vote for sure. Nice. I can't say I've played any of them, unfortunately. So I will abstain. I games. Indie games are so much fun. And the next category, a very interesting one, maybe a controversial one, we'll get into that in a minute, is content creator of the year. For a streamer or content creator who's made an important and positive impact on the community in 2020. So the nominees are Alana Pierce, J.N. Lopez, Nick Merckx, Tim the Tapman, and Valkyrie. So Jack, where do you stand on this one? Uh, yeah, I must admit, I only know Alana Pierce. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard of any of the others, and I, I mean no offense by that. Like I just I don't you know me I don't get around the internet as much as probably the average person in that respect, which some might say as a person running a podcast that's a bit shitty, <laughs> and that's that's fair enough. Um, yeah, Alana Pierce for me. 
Okay. How about enough. yourself? How do you feel? I am torn between Tim the Tapman and Valkyrie, only because I haven't heard a lot of Jayan Lopez this year. Uh, she was more prevalent a few years ago, in my opinion. Yep. Nick Merckx, I feel, is only really popular because of the amount of money he makes, and he had a really cool... Um, he's had a good year of Call of Duty. Like, he's had... He does a lot of stuff with Cloaksy and Tim the Tapman, so, like, he's had a good year. I'm not going to take that away from him. But he's had, like, a year where he built a house and then built the ultimate gaming room and had a lot of new fans through that so it's almost like okay and a lot of peers I'm struggling to know what content she put out this year that was, was amazing I mean she's done some great work with Funhouse and Rooster Teeth I'm not taking that away from her but her own personal YouTube channel is sort of like it's okay but I wouldn't say it's impactful on a com- on the community well so my f- thing is there like th- this category is all about them running their own brand in a sense right Mm-hmm. Like, as in her work at Funhouse shouldn't count towards this? Is that right? Am I understanding that correctly? I guess. I mean, unless she's nominated for the positive impact she made on the community because of what she did at Funhouse, like, it doesn't really specify whether it was for her personal content or the company she works for. But, I we'll mean, say. every single one of these people work independently, so I would have to assume it's their own channel. Yeah. I, I like Alana Pierce's content. I don't watch a lot of it. As in, I probably see once, like one in 15 videos or something. Like, I, I didn't realise how much content she produces. Um, but the, the content I've enjoyed of hers the most is when it more lines up with, like, what Jim Acquisition does or um, Ordinary Gamers Muta. Like... Like, I, I don't see them ever getting nominated for this sort of stuff. Mm. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know what the category is about in that sense. I think it's just everyone just, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Is it a popularity contest, I guess? I guess. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Um, I'm kind of, like it can't be things, a popularity contest. It can't be. I'm not nominated. So, it can't be that. <laughs> uh, it can't be. Well, I'm going to vote for Tim the Tapman, and he's who I think is going to win. I think, in my mind, it comes down between Tim the Tatman and Valkyrie, and I really think Tim's going to take it. Yeah, fair. So I'll put you down with Tim, Tim the Tatman. Tim the Tatman. Now, now we're getting into the games, ladies and gentlemen. We've hit the, the juicy stuff, the stuff that you've come for, the stuff you listen to this podcast for. Ladies and gentlemen, we are on Best Multiplayer. For outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and a massively multiplayer experience, irrespective of game genre or platform. The nominees are Animal Crossing New Horizons, Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Valorant, and Among Us. Wait, where the fuck's Modern Warfare? Oh, I came uh, out. Warzone's there. They put Warzone instead of Modern Warfare. That's that's not that's not how that's that's the, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I I can't help but feel like. Wait, why is Animal Crossing there? It did multiplayer? Oh, that's right. You visit each other's island. Yeah, okay. That was a big draw. I don't see I don't see Fall Guys getting it because of Among Us. <laughs> To be quite frank. You know what I'm voting for. Among Us? Absolutely. Am I voting for Among Us? I, I, will I think it'll win. 
I think it'll win. Like, I would love for an indie game like that to win best multiplayer. I mean, everybody on planet Earth was playing that game. Everybody. It was the thing. Yeah. I'd vote for PUBG if I could, but it's not there. So we'll move on. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Um, Best sports slash racing game. For the best traditional and non-traditional sports and racing game. makes It's weird that these two are in the same category, but okay. The nominees are Dirt 5, F1 2020, FIFA 21, NBA 2K 21, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. I oh, there's not that many UK outlets, so FIFA may not win. Oh, what's the oh this website? My God, um, oh fucking hell, this website, Jesus, I've lost the whole category. <laughs> oh really? All right, Dirt Five probably won't win it. I haven't played any of these. It's just me, me, me speculating, guessing. F one probably not. FIFA, there's not that many UK outlets. NBA 2K21 or Tony Hawk. I reckon Tony Hawk's Pro Skater's got it. I agree. That's what I'm voting for. Um, yeah. All right, I'll put us both down for that. But yeah, full disclosure, I haven't played any of them. I wouldn't mind getting Tony Hawk's, to be honest. I've talked about that on the show it's before. It's very, actually. very good. Yeah, it's actually really, really good. It's a lot of fun. It's one of those things of where it's like, oh, I wonder how much it is on the Xbox. Like, I wonder if it's on the Black Friday sale, but it's one of those things where, like, I don't know if I can justify the $80, but like 20 bucks, and I'd have a blast for, you know, five hours. Yeah, fair enough. That's yeah. fair. All right, what's next? Um, this one will be interesting. Okay. Best sim slash strategy game. The nominees are Crusader Kings 3, Desperados 3, Gears Tactics, Microsoft Flight Simulator, and XCOM Chimera Squad. Well, I'm still going to put down Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition. How about yourself? I wish that was here. I would actually... <laughs> I'm going to go Gears Tactics because I think it's the best out of all of these and I've played I've played three of the five games here. So I played Chimera Squad. I liked it a lot. Uh, I love XCOM. I played Desperados. Uh, it, was, it was interesting. Um, but Gears Tactics was... It was something new for the Gears franchise, and I really feel like they hit it out of the park. It was a lot of fun, and it expanded on the universe and the lore, which I love. And yeah, it's hands down, it's got to be Gears Tactics to me. What do I think will win? Probably Flight Simulator, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, 100%. Because like, yeah, I imagine that's where like your LA Times and your Guardians come in, where they just smack in that Microsoft Flight Sim. Yep, for sure. All right. Okay. Hit me. Hit me good. What's next? Hit best family game. For the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. Platform? My the ass. I'm are, guessing Nintendo has all the nominations. Let me have a look here. Uh, no, they don't. They have. Out of the six games nominated here, Nintendo only holds three of the spots. <laughs> yeah, so, but... You can nominate whoever you want. The winner has to be Nintendo. Is what I, that's what I meant. <laughs> Maybe not. Right, I haven't looked at the website for the this nominate. one. I'm legit going in blind. Okay. What do you got? The nominees are Animal Crossing's New Horizons, winner. Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, 
Oh, okay. Minecraft Dungeons. Yeah, interesting, right? Minecraft Dungeons and Paper Mario the Origami King. Oh, Animal Crossing's got it. For sure. I don't... Okay. <laughs> what, what are you going to vote for? Prove me wrong next week. <laughs> what I'm vo- what I'm going to vote for is um, Crash Bandicoot 4. I'm voting for Crash 4. Now, full disclosure, um, I'm getting that for Christmas. I have not played that yet, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> I've only played a little bit, but the little bit I played, I was like, hell yeah. If you want to know how crazy Crash 4 is, uh, there's a guy on YouTube called Catacurus. He just put out a like hour and a half review on Crash 4. And like he basically, he's completed the game 100%. Done all the platinum relics and all the gems and all that he's like this is like the best game I've ever played but it's also the worst game I've ever played to complete and I'm like I'm down for that I'm ready to live that life <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna drop a, I'm gonna drop a, a drop it on Crash I think <sighs> here's the thing here's where my mind's at right now is <sighs> Animal Crossing probably will take it but here's my thing if Animal Crossing doesn't take this category I think it'll win game of the year because I feel like Fall Guys is either going to take this category or best indie cat- uh, best um, it's nominated for something else up here uh, what was it again Be- best indie it's either going to take best indie or best family game because I feel like Fall Guys made enough of an impact to warrant an award I just don't know which one it's going to be. It's not going to be Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. That's niche. Minecraft Dungeons is really good, but like you don't hear anybody talking about that at the moment. Um, Paper Mario The Origami King is considered probably the worst Paper Mario game, so that's not got it. So I really feel like it's got to be between Animal Crossing, Crash, or Fall Guys. So I want Crash to win, but I think Animal Crossing or Fall Guys I, will take I, it. I appreciate your analysis. I think, I think that's very fair. And... I must just say about Minecraft Dungeons, like, props to them for just continuing to try to take Minecraft in a separate dimension or direction. Yeah. Like, props to them. I love that they do that stuff, for Mm. sure. And Minecraft Dungeons is fun. I love that game. I think it's fun as hell, that game. Um, So what do you want nominated, Crash or Animal Crossing? I'm, I'm voting for Crash, and I think Animal Crossing will win. Okay. Uh, next <laughs> next best fighting game I'm uh, the best game design okay the best <laughs> game designed primarily around head to head combat we have nominated Grand Blue Fantasy Versus Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition One Punch Man a hero nobody knows Under Night in Birth EXE dot late if I had to vote gun to my head it'd be Mortal Kombat I reckon I I agree um so okay I'm gonna blow everybody's mind here I'm gonna write that down actually Mortal Kombat for me 
I'm going to blow everybody's mind here because everybody knows I'm a Mortal Kombat fan. I've spoken about Mortal Kombat on the show and how I think Mortal Kombat 11 is one of the best uh, like fighting games out there. Okay, so here's my train of thought. Nobody's going to vote for Under Night in Birth EXE. Nobody knows what that is. I haven't played it, but I've seen uh, I've seen it played professionally and it looks like a lot of fun. One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows, um, is a game that nobody on this jury played because that game is fucking trash. It is the worst fucking fighting game I've ever played in my life. So the fact that it's here is an insult <laughs> to every fighting game ever released. Street Fighter V Champions Edition is a better version of a shitty game. Uh, Street Fighter V launched. It was broken. Not enough characters. No modes. This is just what Street Fighter V should have been when it launched. So that's not for me. Um, what I think is going to win is Mortal Kombat 11. Um, but it's not my vote. My vote goes to Grand Blue Fan- Fantasy Versus. Because Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is fucking amazing. And Arc System Works who also made Undernight in Birth, um, are making some of the most innovative and best fighting games that money can buy today. They are making leaps in animation technology and making these games look like the cartoons slash anime slash mangas they're based off. Like they did Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which is probably considered one of the best Dragon Ball games of all time. I think it is. I think it's a masterpiece in fighting game. And Grand Blue Fantasy, I challenge anybody to watch the trailer and then go, not interested. Because that trailer gets you fucking on board, like, straight away. Just the aesthetic, the look, the characters. Like, I really hope Grand Blue Fantasy wins, but I think Mortal Kombat 11 will win. What have we got next? Good analysis. I'm just looking for Grand. Am I missing? I can't... What was it called? Grand. Uh, Grand Blue. So G R A N B L U E Fantasy versus. Mm, okay, carry on without me. Cool. Um, best role playing game. For the best game designed with rich player, character customization, and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. The nominees are Final Fantasy VII Remake, Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royale, Wasteland 3, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. What are you thinking for this one? I think I think Final Fantasy VII Remake. Not having played these, though. Um, <sighs> so, so much uh, to think about. <laughs> yeah, I mean... The this is good though. These are some really good games. Like, yeah, yeah. That's why it's so hard because Yakuza Like a Dragon is a massive departure from Yakuza games before, which in itself is a good thing because they were starting to feel very stale. I haven't played Like a Dragon, but from what I've heard, it's actually very, very good. 
Genshin Impact made a massive impact in 2020, being a massively multiplayer online game for mobile and PS4, which was free. And it was so big, it felt like they should have charged for it. Um, Wasteland 3, uh, I'll be honest, haven't seen much of it, but I know it has a following. Persona 5 Royale, I, I, I'm a massive fan of the Persona games. Um, and I feel like it deserves an award, but Final Fantasy VII is gonna... It's gonna get an award. It's got to. And it's nominated for a few categories. My thing is, is is this the category that it takes out? I think so. Or do they give it to Genshin? Because I really don't think Genshin is gonna win Best Mobile Award. See the brain ticking. I'm gonna vote. I'm gonna vote for. I'm gonna vote for Persona Five, but I think Final Fantasy Seven is gonna win. Okay. Just because I love Persona too much, not to vote Persona. All right. This now this next category is going to be super hard for me, everybody. So if I suddenly go quiet, it's just because I'm deep in thought and I'm not. I'm just, this is going to be really hard for me. Best action adventure for the best action adventure game containing combat with traversal and puzzle solving. The nominees are Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghosts of Tsushima, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order Last of Us Part 2 Oh boy <laughs> so, uh, this, is, this is a hard one I think I don't like you know I have only played The Last of Us in this list looking forward to playing Jedi uh, very much looking forward to playing Miles Morales when I have a PS5 or whenever I break them by the PS4 copy yeah, or you haven't played yet. This is the real like. This is the real like. Jack wants to play these games category. What does Jack want to play most? Well, um, I think The Last of Us would get a just clean house wherever it shows up. To be honest, like it's nothing negative against any other title. They are all blockbuster, incredible titles. Um, as far as I can tell, uh, I think The Last of Us Part Two will just keep mopping the floor. Do you want to hear my hot take on this category? Oh, is it, how hot is it? Real hot? It's pretty... It's it's boiling. Like hot chips out of deep fryer hot? Like, uh, I think out of... When you look at Best Action Adventure, I look at these games, and I think Last of Us Part 2 is the weakest out of all of these games. Oh, that's a hot take. Well, it's a cold take, really. Um, weakest in a sense that it doesn't have that much puzzle solving, or...? I think weakest in terms of... Like, when I think best action adventure, I think of a game where I'm exploring a world, solving puzzles, uh, unraveling a story. When I look at The Last of Us Part 2, I feel like there are sections where you are able to explore and be in the world, but I still feel like that game is on a linear path. There is a set path that you'd have to take. Jedi Fallen Order is somewhat the same, but it feels more open. 
Miles Morales from the parts I played just feels like more Spider-Man PS4, which is what I love. Ghost of Tsushima is a game that when I started, I couldn't I couldn't stop until I had done everything. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, um, I've played a little bit, not enough that I feel like I could give it to this category. But I love Assassin's Creed, and Ori is a masterpiece of game design, art, music. It's just brilliant. But then I, I, I find myself in the position where I think to myself, this is the only category that Jedi Fallen Order is in. Really? This is the only category it's in. So... In my mind, is it in here to win it? Have they put it here because this is the game that they've already picked and they've just put games around it? I, I, I Jedi mm. Fallen Order deserves something, and if this is the, I have to vote for Jedi Fallen Order. Do I think it'll win? Probably not. To be honest, this is a really hard category, and I actually don't know who's going to take this out. But I really hope it's Fallen Order because I really feel like this year it's been shafted. I get that there are a lot of amazing games, but Fallen Order is one of those games that was on another level last year. You had non-Star Wars fans playing that, coming out the other side going, I think I'm in love with Star Wars now. Like, there was a great game. So I feel like if it doesn't win here, it really was shafted because it's a brilliant game. I look forward to having it downloaded. <laughs> uh, next. Best action. For the best game in the action genre focused primarily on combat, the nominees are Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Neo 2, Streets of Rage 4. I think Half-Life Alex will win it. You reckon? Yeah. I, I haven't played it yet. I fucking can't wait. But um, I think I, th- oh, I mean, you know, there's some, there's some big games out like Hades, like, good chance it'll clean up. You know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. think Half Life Alex isn't in the game of the year and it's got to grab something. Very much using your yeah. Fallen Order theory a bit from last category, I'm, I'm going to go with Half Life. I'm torn between Hades and Doom Eternal because I don't think either's going to win game of the year. I've spent a lot of time on both. I think I'm going to go Doom Eternal. That's what I'm voting for, and that's what I think is going to win. Respect. Doom Eternal. It's in. Lock it in, Eddie. Fuck with. <laughs> All right. Okay. Innovation in game accessibility. Oh, what a great category. Nice. Very good category. Recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed in an even wider audience. The nominees are Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, Hyperdot, Master of Us Part 2, and Watch Dogs Legion. Now, you are going to have something good to say about this I think because you played around with a lot of the accessibility settings in in The Last of Us I remember so in my experience The Last of Us has excellent accessibility Grounded does in a sense that you can literally remove the legs off the spiders real big fan of that and I know Ubisoft goes all in to the the point when I loaded up Siege earlier 
the first thing that popped up was a voiceover saying, like, explaining the accessibility options that it loaded up straight in. You, you couldn't not look at the accessibility options. And I respect that. Yeah. Um, so I, I, don't, I, I don't really have much to add in a sense that I'll probably give Grounded a nod because it allowed me to remove four of the legs off the spiders. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to hear your thoughts. Uh, I agree with you. Ubisoft does go hard on accessibility and inclusivity and all that sort of stuff, which I really appreciate. But Last of Us just did some new stuff that we've never seen before, and and I'm going to vote Last of Us, and I think Last of Us is going to win. I think accessibility so category. Yeah, absolutely. I just I just got to give ground to the nod just because, um, like big creepy crawlies is that game's fucking mo and the fact that they've like happily snapped some legs off and some fur off and to the point where you can basically yeah. just be fighting a soccer ball is i don't know it's great props to them props to them that's not like the like when we think of accessibility we normally think of like um visuals and audio and and uh control but that was more i Color guess like the, mode, yeah yeah exactly whereas i mean it might seem obvious to that people are scared of spiders like I understand, but um, I wouldn't normally consider that a part of a game that would need changing. So, good category, I, good game. I appreciate, I appreciate that developers are looking at things like that now and yeah. thinking about that going forward. It's it's really good. To be fair, though, sales would have been down if they didn't fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, this next category I've already voted. Uh, I didn't hesitate. I clicked straight away. Uh, even though I haven't played the game, I know this is going to win the category. Um, best VR slash AR, Dreams, Half-Life Alex, Marvel's Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons, and Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Half-Life Alex? Half-Life Alex. I clicked on that straight away, didn't hesitate. That's going to clean this this up. Like, I, I'm, I think every single game in this category deserves to be there except for Walking Dead. And... Because I've seen, I've, I'll be, I'll be fair. I haven't played The Walking Dead Sentinels. From what I've heard, it's just another cash grab in the Walking Dead saga of video games and whatever else yeah. they're doing. But Star Wars Squadrons, um, fucking amazing game. Uh, happy that game exists. Marvel's Iron Man. From what I've heard, lots of fun. Not a very innovative game, but great game. Dreams. Um, I'm pretty sure I've been waiting for that to come out since the year 2000. So I'm glad that's finally out. But uh, Half-Life Alex in, in a world where we are hungry for more Half-Life, I'm glad that game exists and I can't wait to one day play it. Couldn't agree more. I was just reflecting on what I just said about accessibility. I just want to quickly correct something. Um, I said that Grounded wouldn't have sold as well without those features. All the games with accessibility are in that category. Like if they don't have a colorblind mode, then someone who's colorblind and needs that mode would not want to buy it. So that's going to lose sales. So they yeah. should all be doing this not only in the interest of gamers, but also in the interest of their their bottom line, obviously. But I, I just wanted, I just reflected on something. I remember hearing, is it Steve from Able Gamers? He was on Kind of Funny a while back. I remember him saying one of the, the shittest parts about shitty accessibility is that like you often don't know until you buy the game and give it a run. Like, you know, I mean, you could probably read online things or, or discover, you know, like find out from other people, but you don't know how these things are going to affect you until you're in the game, really. So... Um, I just wanted to add to my my comment that like it's in everybody's interest whether you're thinking about dollars whether you're thinking about inclusivity it's good it's good to see it's now getting highlighted 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I echo everything you're saying. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so VR Half-Life Alex, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Uh, this should be interesting. Best community support. Recognizing oh, yeah. a game for outstanding community support, transparency, and representative rep responsiveness sorry <laughs> inclusive of social media activity and game update patches sorry we were talking about inclusivity and all that stuff and representing stuff and it just it was all jumbled up in my head <laughs> I couldn't get the word out um, nominees are Apex Legends Destiny 2 Four Guys Ultimate Knockout Fortnite No Man's Sky Valorant I don't know what the fuck is No Man's Sky is there like isn't that has that game even been patched this year yeah, it got a re-release this year of uh, a new one all over again. Fuck, I missed that. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think they added v- VR to it this year. I think that was the big thing oh, they added. You yeah, can now VR. play it all in VR. Yeah. God, that, that game just keeps on giving. I, Took long fun, enough. Fun fact. Yeah, I know. Fun fact. I got that for my birthday. Like, my birthday was right before or after it came out or something. And I got a copy on the PS4. And, like, obviously it come out. Yeah, it must have released just before my birthday. So it come out. And then in like the two or three days of my birthday, like you quickly discovered that this game ain't worth playing at the time. And so my copy's still like wrapped up in its plastic. But what's really fucking annoying is that the disc has like come loose in the box. So like I've got to open it that. to place it back in. But like I really don't want to I open it that. because like it's on Game Pass if I wanted to play it for starters. <laughs> and like there's probably been updated that much where the disc isn't even worth installing at this point. So yeah. Yeah, that's where I went with No Man's Sky. Um, I don't know. In, in terms of best community support, I mean, does Fortnite just take this out again type thing? Like, maybe not again, but does it just take it out? I wouldn't say Fall, Fall Guys is an interesting one. Like, I feel like they're stuck in this situation where they want to support better, but they just, like, you know, with COVID and everything, just don't have the resources to pump out more content and updates and everything. Destiny I mean- might actually take it on that note. I, I'm leaning heavily towards Destiny and that's what I'm voting for um, with everything going on like leaving Activision being very transparent with everybody about what was going on yeah. what the future was that's a big thing the other thing I'll say for Fall Guys is they do have a skin in the game of their community manager and a lot of people bought it so <laughs> it's really? like yeah uh, he's, he's much loved by the community so I, if Fall Guys wins I won't be shocked but I think Destiny 2 was really good with how transparent and everything they were going forward after that big breakup. So, hopefully... Um, Speaking of community support, did you, did you see the other day... Oh, there was a rumour about Halo Infinite. I don't know if it was the Battle Royale rumour or... The, I think it was another rumour, right? And Sketch, I can't remember his name, but um, the Sketch, the community manager on Twitter, he tweeted out saying like, hey, you know, there's this rumour going around, it's completely fake, that's not happening, rah, rah, rah. And he's like, and yeah, I just want to acknowledge, like, I can't remember the exact wording, but basically he's like, I just want to acknowledge that we could probably put an end to all these rumors if we just released an update about the game and we are working on it. And I'm like, that's that's really transparent. Like, I mean, he, he's pretty frank on Twitter. Like, he doesn't beat around the bush all the time. You know what I mean? Like, he, he quite often gets to the point. I appreciate that. Um, but I just, I just thought that was a real, like, yeah. Yeah, you, like I didn't really think about it. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You could probably solve all these problems. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, not worthy of a game award, but um, yeah, good support. It's good. That yeah. shows that they're yeah they're looking at their community and trying to do the right thing. They announced a new book today. All we so, can ask you for. know, the updating. 
Not the time doing anything. <laughs> anyway. No. <laughs> um, uh, where are we? Best mobile game. For the best game playable on a mobile Brought device. Brought to you by LG Wing. I didn't even see that. Has that been there the whole time? Oh, no, it's just this one. Okay. I was going to say, I didn't even realize. Um, what was I? Uh, Among Us, Call of Duty Mobile, Genshin Impact, Legends of Runterra, Pokemon Cafe Mix. Uh, oh, Among Us is on mobile. That's right. I don't know how that plays, but it's either going to be that or Call of Duty. I disagree. Oh, I think I'm in the I'm the fun position of having put in a decent amount of time into all of these games. I'm very happy about that. I think Genshin Impact is going to win. I think Among Us will take best multiplayer, and I think Genshin Impact will t- take best mobile game. Uh, pardon me. I love Call of Duty Mobile. I love Among Us. Legend of Runeterra is the League of Legends card game, which is. Really, really fun. If anybody loves League of Legends and wants a good card game, that's really fun. And Pokemon Cafe Mix is my little sort of like secret love. I do that every night before I go to bed. I, I make my Pikachu a, a Sunday and then I go to bed. But um, that was a that was a real deep look at my life then. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like uh, Genshin Impact is definitely gonna gonna take this one. I think. Genshin. Impact. Alright. I think I spelled that horribly wrong. Let me double check. Yep. Let me fix that up. Um, that's what I just looked up the LG Wing because I couldn't quite remember what the LG Wing was. So, this might, people might find this interesting or not. I don't know. I, I remember watching a video on it a couple of weeks ago. So oh, it's that shitty phone. It's like the, t- yeah. So, basically, the screen rotates at the top. Like, the top half swivels so it becomes a T with another screen underneath. So as it swivels, it reveals the next screen. And so basically the phone, once it's rotated, becomes a T. The screen is a T. It's a two-screen device. I I don't... I, I'm glad they're trying something that's cool, but yeah, very interesting device. Um, helping us create the games boards, though, so... Cool. <laughs> Looks like a shitty communicator from Star Trek. Oh, yeah. We need the Xperia playback. That's what we need. I said it once, I'll say it again. All right, what's what's next after best mobile game? We need an Xbox Series P. That's what we need, man. Fuck yeah, we do, man. Fuck yeah. That Surface Duo, we just need that bottom half to be some sort of gamepad, and we're good to go. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, that's... Yeah, I'd be down for that, um, best indie for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside of traditional publisher systems. The nominees are Karen, uh, or Caron, however everybody wants to say it, Four Guys Ultimate Knockout, Hades, Spelunky 2, and Spirit Farer. I feel like Four Guys might win it just from like a popularity standpoint. I think? agree. I'm voting for Hades, but I think Four Guys is going to win it. Yeah, I think uh, I think Hades is such a fucking good game. Super Giant don't make bad games. Um, I hope Hades takes something. Uh, but yeah, I think Four Guys might take it. 
Uh, next, best ongoing game. Awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, or No Man's Sky. Apex Legends deserves it, but I don't know. I don't think it'll get it. I'm torn between Warzone and Destiny 2. What the fuck has Warzone actually done in the last year, though? You know what I mean? Like, they opened the stadium roof. Like, cool. <laughs> I mean, they change everything every season. That game was sort of dictated by what Modern Warfare was doing. Um, Probably they've not given the- up on it, though, to be fair. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Relative to Blackout. I mean, it's very popular among streamers and stuff like that. Like, people really do love Warzone. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Destiny 2, I feel like, is going to take this one as well. I just... I really do. I think Fortnite sort of... Fortnite actually pissed a lot of their community off uh, this year. Like, a couple of the changes they made were actually really fucking shit. Um, They've only just, in the last month or two, gained some traction back with... The Galactus event that just happened, uh, the new season, which is apparently really fun. And apparently the Master Chief is coming. Yeah, well, Kratos got announced hours ago. Ooh, that's a good sign. uh, And the interesting thing is, in the leak for Kratos, it mentioned Master Chief and Samus Saran from Metroid. So, Game Awards? Ooh... I'm oh my fucking god! Um, All right, stick with me for a second. We're getting off. This is game awards related, people. But this is going to lead into next week's show because next week's show is all about our predictions of what we think we're going to see at the game awards, right? Yeah, sweet, sweet, sweet. So here's where I'm at. Ready? We get a look at. Fortnite, and at the very end, we get a look at like Metroid, we get a look at Kratos, and then we get a look at yes, the Master Chief is coming to Fortnite. Um, you know, you're gonna get a Cortana backpack or something, it's gonna be really cool, and then it leads directly into a Halo Infinite trailer. And if you pre order Halo Infinite, you get instant access to the Master Chief stuff in Fortnite. I, I, I want to discuss this in full. I think my microphone stands about to snap off the shelf, so um, we. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep this quick. Um, I want to discuss this in full on our next show, but I do not think Halo Infinite is going to be at the Game Awards. Oh, really? I'm. I think it will be interesting. Okay. Well, oh, I guess they've got that August multiplayer reveal they never did. Hey, that's what I think we're going to see. Yeah, okay. Uh, In my head, I was thinking like, oh, the decision to delay the game has fucked them left, right, and center. Like, there's no way they could just whip up a Game Awards show, but they actually had an August show ready to go. I think think what they're changing is mainly going to be to do with... I I don't think they're changing the foundation of Halo Infinite. I just really feel like they're... Yeah, they're, they're painting the stuff that's already done. So it would make sense to me to get a multiplayer trailer, which leads into, hey, pre order now, get the Fortnite stuff. Which would then also lead into a update. Maybe Phil saying, "Here's the window. This is when we want to get Halo Infinite to you. Here's a beta date for multiplayer." See, Halo's in that weird spot where it's like I can't imagine they want to release a window in case it keeps going wrong. But like, it's kind of like GTA in a sense where it pays off big time to give us a heads up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We will be talking about this next week. 
Get excited. Okay, I'm down for that. <laughs> um, but for best ongoing game, I have picked Destiny 2. I've picked Apex Legends. Okay. It's good. Uh, games for impact uh, for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. We have If Found, Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition, Spirit Fairer, Tell Me Why, Through the Darkness of Times, what is that the list? Pardon? What, there's no Last of Us Part 2 on that list? No. Well, I don't want to spoil I'm anything gonna... about Last of Us Part 2, so I'm not going to say anything except for I'm surprised. I'm going to pick the only game on here I've played. Well, I've, I've played bits of Kentucky Route Zero, not the TV edition, but Spirit Farer is my choice. Um, which is interesting. Oh, this next one will be interesting. Oh, this next one's going to be interesting. Hit me. Oh, boy. Um, best performance awarded to an individual for voice, uh, voiceover acting, motion, and or performance capture. The nominees are Ashley Johnson as Ellie, Last of Us Part 2. Good. Laura Bailey. Oh. Laura Bailey as Abby, Last of Us Part 2. Uh... Okay. Uh, Daisuke Sujin as Jin Sakai from Ghost of Tsushima. Nice. Lo- Logan Cunningham as Hades from Hades. And uh, Naji Jita as Miles Morales from Spider-Man Miles Morales. Look, I can only comment on what I've played, but I, I think I'm going to go with Laura Bailey. Now, Ashley Johnson, okay. absolutely fucking incredible. Like, There's nothing I can say to add to that quality you know what I mean? there's nothing there's nothing i can say that adds to your perception of her quality work like it was incredible but she had done a lot of content as ellie laura bailey came in as abby fresh you know what i mean i, I think and and she had something to prove in a sense that like we were all there to play a game with ellie you, you know what i mean i think laura bailey fucking killed it so that's where, I, that's where I'm going. But they both just fucking knocked it out of the park, really. I'll, I'll be honest. Every single person in this category knocked it out of the park. Oh, fair. I have no doubt. Yeah, yeah, Best performance, if I can spell it right. Uh... I mean, Laura Bailey had to... I mean... You know, she had to play someone with about like you know sort of like trucks for arms. You know what I mean? Like she she was I don't know about any other actresses or actors, but like I know for a fact that she just I wouldn't know what to do. God, Abby Abby could have just like lifted a building. Honestly, they should do an award for strongest person, <laughs> strongest character. There's a tank from World of Tanks <laughs> and Abby. <laughs> Can you hurry up and vote? <laughs> uh, I think Just you're right. <laughs> I think Laura Bailey's going to win. I'm so torn between Jin and Miles, though. Like, <sighs> Jin's performance is brilliant. Like, brilliant. Like, 
what a what a testament to video games though the fact that this is hard because there's just so many good performances it's so hard and and logan cunningham's hades is fucking brilliant as well and i love everything about miles from his performance in spider-man ps4 to what little i've played of miles morales he's fucking so good Tell you what performance what? I'm like. I know. I know we talk about Halo a lot, but the pilot. Um, I, I don't know if he, he even has a name yet. I think it's Octane from Age of Apex Legends. I can't remember the voice, the the dude's name, but like, I can't. That performance looked awesome in the gameplay trailer. Um, look, I think he has a name. I don't know if he does. But um, yeah, Octane from <laughs> Apex Legends. He's known to me. Um, oh, I can't wait. That that's I'm I'm really excited for Halo Infinite to be honest. The more excited they get, though, the more disappointed they'll be. Hmm, he is unnamed. I wonder if he's got a. I wonder if his name is important. Apparently, that's why it we don't is. Know who it is yet? Oh, now my mind's going to be boggling on that. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, I think Abby's gonna win. I'm at that point where I kind of just want to abstain from voting because I feel like every single person here deserves it. I can just write something like, um... No, actually, I shouldn't, shouldn't, go, shouldn't go there. Uh, I'm going to vote Miles. Miles Morales. <sighs> Fuck, I can't wait to play that game. But this was probably the hardest category yet. And it's on performance. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because... Oh, man, I don't know if anybody out there has played all of Ghosts of Tsushima, but fuck, is it a good game. God. Um, so good. Uh, best audio design. Recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. The nominees are Doom Eternal, Half-Life Alex, Ghosts of Tsushima, Resident Evil 3, The Last of Us Part 2. Modern Warfare ran, won, it, won it last year. And it had audio problems for ages. So I, I, don't, I don't know really what this category is. Oh, it says there. Recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. Half-Life Alex might win it, though. I, I don't know. I haven't played that game, but I imagine it's got incredible 3D sound. I don't think Doom's going to win because there was controversies with the soundtrack and everything. I think the reason Modern Warfare won last year is because in their reveal of the game, they put a lot of emphasis on their sound effects. Right, um, like every gun it. being... Yeah, they wanted you to know that they went and recorded every single gun. They recorded every single grunt doing what you would be doing in the game. So when you hit the deck, that is actually someone hitting the deck. That's their yep. grunt. I think that's why they won that. So for me, out of all these games, hands down, it's Ghosts of Tsushima. Because... Sound in Ghost of Tsushima is so important. Like, just all the way down to, like, there's no real HUD, and a lot of it just depends on your sound. Like, you're, like, say you're looking for a shrine, and you hear the sound of a fox, and you know you're close, or you're trying to get somewhere, and you press the button for the guiding wind and you listen for the wind and you see the wind. And I feel like audio in ghosts is just so important to everything about it. And it's DNA that hands down for me, it's got to be ghosts. 
Got to be. It's in. I've gone Half-Life Alex uh, just on a whim. Yeah, fair. Uh, best score and music. For outstanding music, inclusive of score, original song and or licensed soundtrack, we have Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps and The Last of Us Part Two. I'm in for The Last of Us Part 2 because that soundtrack oh my god oh my god like I could listen to that at work and get more shit done Stop laughing at me. Are you ready for? A, are you ready for a, a hot take? Better be hotter than your last take. I think Last of Us Part Two is the weakest soundtrack out of all of these. Why games. are you doing this to me, man? I no, don't mean to, to do it no, to you, no. man. To, to be fair, I haven't played any other games. Oh, okay. I think Ori. I'm giving my vote to Ori. I think Ori deserves this. Ori has got some beautiful music. Um, like. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like, I don't hate Last of Us's um, soundtrack. I think it's brilliant, but like, it's up against some fucking beasts. Like, half the reason I enjoy playing Hades is because of the music. Like, the way it ebbs and flows with your movement and how combat evolves with the sound. Yeah, Doom Eternal has got some of the best head banging. You feel cool shotgunning demons in the head because you've got a fucking heavy metal soundtrack behind you. And Final Fantasy. Any number has some of, if not the best music in video game history. And Final Fantasy VII in general, like, One Winged Angel is considered, like, the best boss soundtrack ever. So, yeah. But Ori, beautiful, beautiful music. You know how The Last of Us, uh, sorry, The Last of Us, how Spotify does that wrapped thing? Like, the, uh, how, like, recaps oh, your yeah, 2020. Yeah. I'm just trying yep. to see where it was, but um, pretty sure video game music was like one of my most listened to genres. But it's not. Uh, I think I've gone too far. Yeah, throw it back. No, I don't know where it is. It's you know how it's just like that weird story thing. Just want mm. a fucking list. That's all I want, man. Oh, I'll find it. But I'm pretty sure video game music was like my top four because like whenever I'm doing something at work that requires concentration, I've got a playlist of video game soundtracks. Just chuck it on. And um, it's just so fucking good. And what's interesting is like I've even discovered like a few soundtracks of games I've never played where it's like still, still getting in on that action. I find I have that sure. weird bit of OCD where it's like I really only want to add songs that are for games that I've played though. So it's a bit, yep. you know, bit on the edge there. But um, yeah. Fair enough. Solid part of games. All right, what's next? Best art direction for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. The nominees are Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghosts of Tsushima, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us Part Two. I'm going to sustain from voting because like, The Last of Us Part Two has great art direction, but like... It's what I'd expect. Like, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I'm leaning heavily towards Hades. Uh, to me, this feels like a split between Ghosts and Hades. Ori has beautiful art direction as well. But I mean, like, 
I think where, why I'm leaning more towards Ghosts and Hades is because I feel like these are two sort of... We've seen Ori before. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've yeah. got Ori 1, which is very much the same thing. Whereas Ghosts' art direction is completely different. Like, all the way down to you can play this game in black and white. You know, it's like <laughs> there's so many different ways to That's play awesome. this game. Yeah, there's... um, it. It's got a I forget the name of the it was it's it's a mode it's named after a Japanese filmmaker who used to make samurai films and basically the whole game can be played with like classic samurai film music Mad in black and white that, yeah yeah it's it's a like it's got so many different ways of playing this game like black and white or black and white and the only color you see is the blood of your enemies like it actually slashes and comes out red um it's got so many different ways of playing the game and it's so good but Hades is also on that it's got such great art design in it as well uh, and Final Fantasy 7 is gorgeous but I feel like that's going to win something a little further along well we're running out of categories <laughs> yeah we are we are um, I'm going to give it to Hades Hades yep. yeah in. for sure what do we got next Best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. Thirteenth Sentinels, Aegis Rim, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghosts of Tsushima, Hades, and The Last of Us Part Two. Got to vote The Last of Us Part Two. <laughs> What's got you tangled? Uh, Final Fantasy 7 Ghost, Hades and Last of Us they're all really really good story wise uh, I don't think Hades has got this to be honest with you um, it's really down between Last of Us and Final Fantasy 7 and I think I'm going to give it to Last of Us it's interesting like the best narrative like Final Fantasy 7 like by all accounts incredible remake but like it is a remake it's quite interesting in that respect mm. yeah the other thing is, is I feel like Last of Us Part 2 winning best narrative is going to piss a lot of people off if it does. Like, a lot of people off. Fuck them. <laughs> Very true. All right, we are down to the last two categories, right? Best Game Direction, awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. The nominees are Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghosts of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life Alex, and The Last of Us Part 2. Like, I wonder from a technical standpoint, Half-Life Alex has to be, like, worthy of a nod, but I think Last of Us Part 2 is going to clean house. Jot it down. Neil Druckmann, better wear a suit. going to chuck The Last of Us Part 2 under our, uh, our direction as well, just because I think it's just going to clean absolute house. What are your thoughts for game direction? I am <laughs> stuck. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna pick. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, okay, okay. I think the director of Final Fantasy VII Remake, Tessie Nomura, um. The boy knows how to make a video game. So I've got a lot of faith that, uh, I don't know. He did a very good job. Like nobody expected this remake to ever come out. And 
I don't think anybody expected this remake to co- remake to come out and be as good as it was. So, even if he doesn't win this award, he definitely deserves some respect. Both. Uh, the big one. This is the one that I feel like is going to create much conversation between you and me right now. <laughs> game of the year. Recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. The nominees are... Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghosts of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing New Horizons, The Last of Us Part 2. Games that we've seen a lot in these last five categories. Yeah, Animal Crossing coming through at the end there. Um, interesting group of games this year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A quality group of games. I mean, I, and I haven't played many of them, but uh, you, you know when a game's respected and good amongst your peers, that sort of thing. Um, I, I honestly stand by what I've been saying the whole podcast. The Last of Us Part 2 is just going to keep cleaning house. I think it'll be game of the year. But if any of those games took game of the year, I myself would understand. I wouldn't be sitting here going, I feel different about it. You know what I mean? Like, I know I haven't played Ghost of Tsushima, but like, you know, from everything you've told me, I fucking get it. If it won game of the year, I'd be like, yeah, okay, cool. Good for them. But I yeah. I think The Last of Us Part 2 is get a clean house. And I, it's interesting because like, you know, I feel like The Last of Us Part 2 is dropped off the conversation a bit like it really held June and July and then just like haven't heard a peep about it and I mean no disrespect by that I just mean like it's a single player game like it's not it's not like we're jumping on every night to to play play multiplayer um but I think I think it'll have a, a comeback as people I mean it depends on the jury once again as we discussed at the end of the show like I, I like depends how much value they are in this sense but like you know if a lot of people have gone back and sort of touch base with a lot of these games before voting I think The Last of Us will be coming back strong Get gets my vote oh sorry gets my uh, guess for game of the year yeah oh fuck you know Animal Crossing could just come out of nowhere and take it though really they could all do it yeah they could all do it. It's what about this? What about this? What about another angle, right? What game added the most value to the pandemic that's still ongoing? A game ongoing? set in the pandemic, maybe. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? They're like, like, is a game like Animal Crossing going to get a few extra ticks because it's given a lot more hours worth of value? Like a lot of people are still playing it, type thing. I mean, the thing that the thing that makes this hard for me is the little blurb. Recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the best of the best. And which one of these games does everything better than everything else? It's just every single game deserves to be nominated here. That's the thing. And I don't often say that for Game of the Year. Like, these are some excellent fucking nominees this year. We know a lot of people online have been sort of, you know, the conversation about what, what get, what's what gotten jibbed always comes up. 
And Half-Life yeah. Alex has clearly been jibbed in that sense. It really fits that blurb. Like, I know I haven't played it, but, like, from what I can see, it really deserved a spot here. Yeah. But then again, I, like, maybe the reason it's not here is because there are so many games this year that fit that category. You know yeah, what no, I mean? that's fair. And yeah, you can't have 100 up there. Like, you, you got yeah, to narrow like, it down. It, it would be hard to convince a jury of... Like, another thing is accessibility with that game. It's a VR game. I, a lot of the people you see on this jury probably don't have access to VR, and it's probably why you see it on Best VR, Best Direction, because yeah. they acknowledge that it's there, like, it should be there. But when it comes to Game of the Year, it really should be something that everybody's had the ability to play. And these games, I feel, everyone's had their toe in this year. But I agree, like, Half-Life Alex should... Is Game of the Year worthy? But in a year with so many great games, Have it's hard to... Games. Yeah, it's hard to slot it in there with... I mean, I mean, look at these fucking games. Like, uh, it's a really, really solid lineup. And it's not just big games. Like, Animal Crossing, like, was such a niche game before this year. Hades is a indie game. Final Fantasy VII Remake is a remake of an old game. Doom Eternal, like a sequel to the reboot, which is like the reboot was the biggest thing ever. Last of Us Part Two, probably the most controversial game this year. And Ghost of Tsushima, a brand new single player IP in the year 2020. Like, yeah. It's, uh, it's so hard. It's really, really hard. I th- I'm going to eliminate a couple. Because I don't, th- and I hate to say it, I can't see Hades or Animal Crossing taking Game of the Year. I just can't see it. I, I just can't see Animal Crossing taking it. I can't see it taking. Oh, Game okay, of the okay. Year. okay. I'm surprised about that. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Animal Crossing was a moment in time, but you look at like like a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. The stuff that these other games have done that sort of just like they knock it out of the park and that's not taking it away from Animal Crossing Animal Crossing came out during a time where people were at home and had time to kill and it was the perfect time killer do you know what I mean like it was yeah, the perfect absolutely. game for the situation that's what that's what and makes th- you think it may get more like votes yeah true that is true I don't think Doom Eternal is going to win. As much as Doom Eternal was a really, really good game. Where do you land on this? Uh, the Last of Us Part 2 has my, has my vote. I, I think it's going to be like a you, you know how like every now and then like like when um like God of War or Red Dead Redemption went up against each other and just cleaned house type thing like I think The Last of Us is just going to end up coming through and just because like a lot of those outlets are like you know they're in California and stuff like I just think they're going to be real voting heavy for the themes of the game which like don't get me wrong I fully support but I think it might even get weighted a little unfairly in that sense not unfairly, but just like, just heavier. Like it's just in a natural in a natural way. 
but I really think it's going to clean absolute house. I, I think I'm oversimplifying it, though. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm probably not analysing it yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. But I just, that's just where I'm at. Like, I bet Last of Us takes it. I'm but, not saying it deserves it necessarily, but I, I, the way the Game Awards seems like I've, I've put the preview, like I've, I've given it six nods in the list, and like typically the game that wins Game of the Year gets a few nods during the night. Yeah. God, some of the people that actually have to vote must have a real headache. Yeah. I'm going to vote. Oh, for. Ghosts of Tsushima. Ooh, I like it. That'd be nice. I think Last of Us Part 2 will win. But Ghosts was... Ghosts was an experience I had that I will not soon forget. That's probably the best way I appreciate that, yeah. Fucking hell, PlayStation. Just knocking this shit out of the park. (laughs) Fucking hell. Next year, we'll be sitting here trying to figure out why God of War Ragnarok shouldn't win, but it's going to win. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, is that definitely coming out next year? It's. I think so. I really think it will. I think it will drop next year. It'll be something that's like, hey, it's coming out. Like, nice. get ready, get hyped. Oh my God. What if we got a trailer for that at the Game Awards? Oh. <laughs> but that's a conversation for next week. So we'll leave that that's for next cool. week. Um so thank you very much for joining me Jack um, Pleasure as always. it was a lot of fun um, yeah thank you everybody for watching we hope you enjoyed our game awards sort of predictions of who we think is going to win and our live voting we hope you enjoyed it uh, we had there was some good discussion in there actually it was uh, a lot of fun just getting to get into the nitty gritty of the game awards and, and what we think about it and stuff yeah no just getting started so definitely come back next week it's going to be an earlier show next week I think I think we might drop it a day earlier maybe on the Thursday just because Game Awards is on the Friday here in Australia so we might drop it a day early just so people don't think we're putting up a show of our predictions after the awards actually happen um so yeah we'll drop it a day Mm, early most likely um then we'll be back to the normal schedule the week after, which is, of course, uh, Friday or Saturday, this show goes up on Spotify. So make sure to head over there. Search Aussie Land Gamescast. Give us a follow. Give us a listen. It's lots of fun. Uh, or you can come over to YouTube, Aussie Land Gaming over on YouTube two days later and check out the video version. Normally, I've either got a picture, pretty picture for you guys to look at, or maybe some gameplay from my streams. Uh, but yeah, Jack, tell people where they can find you. Mainly on Instagram at Jack7G spelled out. It's probably one of the best Instagrams out there, people. So go give that a follow. Um, As always, you can find me. If you're on YouTube right now, you can find me in any of the links down below. If you're on Spotify, do me a favor. Head over to YouTube. Drop a sub. Watch this again. You know you want to. It was great. It was a great episode. (laughs) So, like, just watch it again. Come over to Twitch. (laughs) Um, Over at Megalan underscore ALG over on Twitch. Or you can find me at AussieLag on Twitter or AussieLag Gaming over on Instagram. But that's going to about do it for us this week. 
go out there, be kind to one another, tell somebody you love them, and I guess until next time, may all your games be good ones. Catch you later, everybody. Catch everyone.